0: Hey, welcome to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that's ever existed. Coming at you guys with a very special episode. This is a a guest that I've had on this podcast before. It is my dear friend Nina Mascaroni. She she was on one of the first episodes of this podcast. It was. Uh, the opening tracks episode and we kind of kept with that theme and we did a title tracks episode we've been sitting on these playlists for a little while it is a lot of fun i really enjoyed this episode before i play you the audio uh please follow me on instagram at james p crowley follow me on twitter at james p crowley 68 uh follow me on tiktok james p crowley there and james there is no p in that one uh you can also follow nina on instagram she is nina macaroni uh yeah guys let's get into it bye exactly so it's been a year since you were on the podcast what uh have you been listening to lately
1: lately um lately i've been really bored with my music it's also the holidays and so i've been listening to christmas music um, which is like, we were just discussing this the other day. That like, there hasn't really been any like Christmas hits other than uh, Kelly Clarkson's Underneath the Tree in like 20 years. Um,
0: um, I don't know that Kelly Clarkson song. Um,
1: it's if you watch any Christmas program on television, she's singing it this year. Oh. Um, based on the three that I've watched. So, um,
2: I.
0: Go ahead. Um, i was just gonna say i was like the only real like modern like christmas hit i can think of is all i want for christmas is you but even that's like pushing dirty yeah
1: it's um
0: years old. yeah uh, um but 100 gex came out with a christmas song like last week and it's very good oh really yeah
1: we'll have to listen to it yeah i mean I don't know I, I love Christmas music but I like I do wish there was like something new that would come out that would be good, but a lot of the times the new stuff is just like really truly bad like yeah, um, yeah, I don't know so other than that though I've been really bored with my music, so I've been trying to like, you know listen to new things but that's always really hard but like npr came out with their 50 best albums of the year so i'm gonna try to like work through that in the next couple weeks
0: that's something i've been doing because i've been keeping like a running list that i update periodically of like my top albums of the year so i'm trying to like listen to each album just because i want to like get the list in order because i I put out a list every year (laughs) but i don't know if anyone reads
1: i'll read it don't worry
0: (laughs) you'll see it i'll post the link somewhere perfect um, but yeah, no, I, I feel that, um, nothing. I don't know. I don't know what I've been listening <laughs> to. Um, I don't, I, well, here's the thing. So I've been taking part in Bandcamp Friday. Okay. So I think yesterday I bought more stuff from Bandcamp than I've ever bought in one sitting in my life. Wow. Cause I'm, well, cause I'm just kind of like, if I'm gonna spend the money on, on a Bandcamp release. It either has to be something incredible or it has to be like on a Bandcamp Friday where that money is going directly to the artist. Right. Did you so buy the
1: new Death Cab EP?
0: I bought the new Death Cab EP. I did too. I, I also bought Merge Records is doing an EP uh, for causes uh, related oh, cool. to the Georgia runoffs called Going to Georgia. Oh, cool. Mountain Goats put out a live album. Um, bunch I bought like a bunch of benefits.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean that's what the Death Cab one was too. Um, yeah. but I liked it. I liked their cover of Chasing Waterfalls or Rice just I haven't Waterfalls. listened
2: to it yet. Oh, but... it's
1: actually pretty good. The whole EP is like
0: very lovely. Um I'm mostly looking forward to the neutral, uh, the Neutral Milk Hotel cover. But... It's
1: better than the Neutral Milk Hotel version of that song, but um okay. it's 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 not like very different, you know what I mean? Which yeah. That's why I like the Waterfalls cover, because it's, I mean, obviously TLC and Ben Gibbard are super different. Um,
0: In what ways?
1: Like, it's a a completely (gasps) different genre. (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) That was a joke. I I (laughs) think.
1: Um. Yeah. So, but that was good. I'm excited about that. That's good, though. I mean, Bandcamp is great compared to everything else, so.
0: Yeah um but anyway we're talking title tracks we've we've been sitting on these playlists for a long time yeah so i kind of want to ask about your process if you remember or i because i don't remember mine
1: well so last year we did opening tracks and i feel like i had a very similar approach which is like i more thought of like albums i really love and yeah. then, like, worked backwards off of that. And, like, the thing is, is that, like, a lot of albums don't have title tracks. And, like, yeah. two of mine are kind of cheating. So, there's that. Um, but, I know
0: one. I don't know the other. But we'll talk about we'll
1: it. We'll get there. But, um, yeah. so, I kind of just worked through it that way. I mean, it's kind of like I took my top bands. or And then the top bands see what albums they have, you know. And then, other than that, there's, like, you know, a couple, like, standout albums where, like, you really just listen to that one album from an artist. Yeah, so. yeah. I tried. that's kind of where I went.
0: What about you? Yeah, I think, well, because for some of mine, I think I tried, I just kind of went with like some songs that just I like that are standouts. But some I also tried to kind of like pick something that I felt encapsulated that album mm, and defined smart. it in the best way.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, I have one that is semi-cheating but not really <laughs> but um i'm interested to hear because well let's get into it because your first one is the the obvious cheat i don't know what the other is that
1: is the obvious cheat but
0: your first track was title track by death tap for cutie <laughs>
1: Which I right. love. <laughs> which is on the album We Have the Facts and We're Voting, yes. Which, going back to what we were talking about with Georgia, it was cool because this year they came out with a shirt that said We Have the Facts and We're Voting, and it was with headcount, and like all the money went towards them. So that was exciting. But regardless, title track, which is, I mean, it's kind of like an interesting title for a song considering like the content of it, like, isn't it's not like that encapsulating of the album, all things considered. Um, it's like obviously back like it's Death Cab's what second album so it's still pretty depressing Um, it's like I don't know bad.
0: well what I realized too just going back I realized that kind of my relationship with Death Cab kind of starts with transatlanticism Mm -hmm. and I realized I don't know we have the facts nearly as well as I know other Death Cab albums right Um, and like, like I don't even know if I could, or I guess I like the photo album too. I didn't think about that one, um, but um, yeah. like, I don't know if I could tell you a song off of. You can play these songs with chords. Um,
1: well, most of them are songs that ended up on future albums, anyways, and then like a couple covers. Right. So.
0: Um. But so I really, I really dug this because it like felt like DIY emo for the most yeah, part. Yeah. Totally. But, um, tell me a little bit more about it. (laughs)
1: Um, I mean, I just, it's a great song. I mean, it's basically about hooking up, right? Like that's the whole thing is like they're at a party and he's like, let's hook up. That's like the gist of the entire song, which is like, I mean, a lot of their early songs are like sad party boy songs, but like, I like, it's like, we're talking about the group had begun to splinter and I could taste the lipstick on your filter or on the filter, I guess rather um And so I think it's just about like, I mean, this is still early, so it's like when they're like finishing college. So I think it's like that, yeah. you know, end of an era, like everyone's kind of doing their own shit now, but like, hey, maybe we should hook up and maybe it'll last a little longer yeah. sort of thing. It's kind of the vibe I get from the song.
0: That is a very different interpretation that I took. <laughs> <from the play. laughs> Simi- Similar ish, you know. Okay, I, 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 what's I, yours? But mine was, it's kind of a regretful hookup, you know, like not so much that but more about like just friendships and shit fading and being like oh hey you know like I wrote uh in my notes like very after high school watching friendships fade um yeah which like you know I think is you kind of alluded to a little bit but I didn't really think so much about the hooking up even though now it (laughs) makes a lot more sense as i'm reading along but like i'm just kind of thinking like oh you know you have those times when you're like oh you know we're drinking and you know we're sharing a cigarette or something yeah you know and you're just not even necessarily with someone that you're going to hook up with or someone that you might hook up with but just someone that you're like i guess we're the last one's here
1: right totally and like i think it's like that interesting dynamic of like sometimes when you're in a group of people like you end up coming out friends with like, the more unlikely choices from that. And yeah. I, I, always, like, I like that dynamic where you're like, man, like when we hung out in a group there, like we never really had anything in common. And then like after the group splinters, it's like the people who you end up staying friends with is like, I feel like sometimes not what you expect.
0: Yeah, it's funny that you're talking, just cause it made me realize I'm kind of like that with Logan a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like Logan's one of my best friends, but like, the way we kind of got close, I think, was just kind of unexpected because it was when we were in high school and all our friends went and did internships. And that then we were the ones that were just kind of stuck. and we're like, well, we're hanging out all the time.
1: <laughs> that is funny. I don't know. I think like even like I was living with Audrey um, you know, for the last year and a half, and we were friends in middle school. And somehow still across, we went to college in different cities and, or different states and then moved to New York and then ended up moving in together like a couple years after living in New York already. So it's just like funny how like there's certain people who just like stay in your life and yeah, it clicks like at multiple points during your life, which is cool.
0: Yeah. Even if you don't necessarily expect it to like right. as you're getting there, it's like a very hindsight sort of thing.
1: Right, where you're like, this makes sense why we've always stuck together. I just don't know if, like, you would have predicted it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think this whole album is, like, um. I mean, title track is not my favorite song off this album by any means. But, right. like, I don't know. I think this album is, like, Ben Gibbard kind of, like, in more recent interviews has, like, criticized his writing style when he was younger to say, like, right. it was so cryptic and, like, what was I even getting at? But, like... I like the anecdotal parts of the songs from this time, which like I'll get into on one of your songs later is like the fact that you're describing like a very specific moment. And even though like maybe you haven't been in that exact situation with someone, like you totally understand the feeling Like, there's another song on this album that has the line, like, I'll rearrange the furniture as you sleep. And there's just, like, something about that that's, like, it's so specific, but it's got, like, such an emotion, like, tied to it. I don't
2: know. Yeah.
0: Well, that's, like, a thing I I always remember when I was uh, talking about, like, when I was doing, like, slam poetry, my uh, coaches were always kind of, like, yeah, be as specific as possible. Because even if, like, you say something crazy weird and obscure that maybe no one else could possibly relate to they're just going to fill in their own feeling with that um so (laughs) sort of the same thing um and i think it's kind of the same with stand-up comedy too where it's like you know i could sit here and make you know isn't it weird that you know airline food but like you know it's arguably much funnier when i'm talking about something like i care about even if it's hyper specific
1: right because then you can like feel the tone in it absolutely
0: yeah Uh. but let's one thing i did want to touch on too that i thought was very cool is kind of the shift in this song sonically yeah um because it kind of goes from like very like diy it almost sounds like it was recorded on like a four track to not so much like super polished but like kind of more like polished produced which yeah i like
1: yeah i yeah it's i mean it's a really good song and like i feel like a lot of the songs on the album are like kind of they they have a shift in them at one point which like i think keeps songs interesting like songs that like really don't change at all or don't have like a peak i find just like really dull
0: yeah um
1: all right, should we switch to your first track? Yeah, let's
0: keep on rolling along into my first pick, which was Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. When I
1: was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see a marching band.
2: He said, "Son, when you grow up, would you be the savior?"
0: From the album *The Black Parade*, this yes. is the semi-cheating because
1: oh, I feel not, like that's not really cheating. Oh, not if that's really cheating. Then
0: I have three
1: cheats. I think <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> this and like my last my, my last pick. Um, I don't think that's actually cheating, but we'll get there. Well, okay, yes. welcome to *The Black Parade*. Um, which like I think when I I can't remember when we made this, but My Chemical Romance may have already announced that they were getting back together um so yeah, i don't remember that may oh wait been...
1: i think it says when you start the playlist on spotify
0: oh really does
1: it i don't know maybe uh,
0: not. uh i don't i'm not on spotify oh actually maybe
1: oh yeah can- it does may 6th so it was okay
0: in- so mcr was already back together i already had tickets to my com- romance uh to a show that did not happen uh 2020 um but um Yeah, I think I chose this just because... This is so specific in a way I can't relate because I haven't ever died. Um, (laughs) But but it's, you know, I feel like this is the perfect, like, mission statement for the whole album. Okay. Just because it's, like... It's very operatic like sonically it's operatic it's like a queen song while yeah. also being punky but also the whole album is about death and dying and this is the you know i'm going to die song fair so yeah what do you think of this?
1: i mean i don't like this song but like do you I mean, not i mean i don't like my chemical romance you know like i know. I, I feel like you're I'm you're wrong I know um (laughs) I feel like I missed the the shift from like Green Day into like MCR and like Fall Out Boy and like that stuff because like you know like I was a huge Green Day gal back in the day but I just um, it doesn't do it for me I mean I think it kind of sounds like a song that belongs at the end of a movie like the second half
0: Um, a little bit yeah it's this good. is what they're gonna close with on the reunion tour, so
1: I mean, which I, I like closing with an opening track, like that does it for me, and like a poetic. Well, this
0: one. is this is actually the fifth song on oh, the is album. It? Yeah. Oh.
1: I don't know. I guess I've never listened to this album all the way through. I feel like I've always gotten bits and pieces of it from other people who like them, but
0: it's worth like a listen. But, like one time just, one day just I'll just be like I did it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows? Maybe I'll love it. Um but yeah, I mean it's I think it's very like I think you describing it as like you know like a punky or queen song is like a very accurate yeah. representation of the song and I mean like I think it's interesting to do like an entire album about death like because there's so many like interpretations of it and meanings of it and like yeah. is it good is it bad like what happens after that like you know so
0: right but yeah I don't and have this, a lot album- on this one <laughs> <laughs> this album is very much like, as like, it's not so much. It's kind of a walkthrough of like, uh, of the process of dying in my in my interpretation, yeah. and like yeah, uh, that whole sense of you know the my life flashed before my eyes, and being like right. okay, you know we have these weird random screenshots. Um, I think what kind of the other thing that works with this song too is. This probably isn't my favorite song on that album. My favorite song is probably the closing track Famous Last Words. Uh I like closing <laughs> tracks a lot. <laughs> um I've realized Maybe
1: we should not, do Have you done that one already? That? Not theme? yet.
0: All <laughs> That'll right. Probably the next one. Year from now. <laughs> <laughs> Closing tracks Um but no, but one of the things that I thought that I think Ties this back to that closing track. Is the closing track is uh, "I'm not afraid to keep on living. I'm not afraid to walk this world al- alone." That's the okay. chorus, and this having the chorus of "We'll carry on." They kind of go hand in hand with each other, right. just because one is kind of saying, "Don't worry about leaving me," and the other is saying, "I'm not afraid now that you have left me,"
2: which I think is right,
1: kind of which like I mean I think is uh i mean a good sentiment in the sense of like you know like like obviously people will leave you in your life and all that stuff like all right carry on and especially like if it's someone you've like lost it's like carry on and like do things in their memory and like i think that that's the like part about it i don't know i mean it's interesting like obviously this year like you know i lost my grandmother at the beginning of the year and like she hadn't really been able to talk in many years so it had been you know, a while since we had had a moment together and I was like thinking like, oh, is it gonna be like hard to remember like those things? But it's like, it's, I think it's like that carry on part is that then all of a sudden one day you're like, oh my God, this one tiny thing that like sparked some memory of this thing. Like, I feel like that's the carrying on part is that it's like, you never like actually like lose those people or those memories. It's just that they are gonna pop up in different ways, which I think is kind of cool.
0: Speaking of loss. We'll go to your next pick, which is The Graze by Frighten Rabbit. I
2: like still, and then I turn back over again.
0: Um.
1: Yeah, I mean, this song is super depressing, as with most of their music, which yeah. obviously makes a lot of sense, because Scott Hutchinson, like, suffered with mental illness, like, his whole life. Yeah. Um, so this is another cheat one, because um, this, co- like, if
2: Was Welcome this to the Black other one you Parade considered?
1: is a cheat, <laughs> okay. no, this is not, but if Welcome to the Black Parade is considered a cheat, then this has to be, because the album is called Sing the Greys, and the song right. is called The Greys.
0: Right. I was half-joking with the Black Parade.
1: Okay, well then this is half-joking too. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, But yeah, tell me about The Grays.
1: I mean, it's funny because I fell in love with Frightened Rabbit with their album, The Midnight Organ Fight, and almost exclusively listened to that album from them until like... I guess maybe once I got on to, like, streaming services a couple years ago, like, then I was able to, like, oh, like, let's see what else they came out with, whereas before, obviously, it was harder to do.
2: Yeah. I that think
0: that album. Midnight Organ Fight is the only album I really know from them. I do know Poke is on this one, right?
1: No, Poke is on the Midnight Oregon Fight.
0: Oh, never mind. Which
1: never is, knows. like, the best song ever. Um But anyways, but the grays is like, it's, I just think it's a really good sentiment of like actually describing like what it's like when you are more depressed and less like or more like flat line depressed rather than like feeling anything in any direction. And so it's like the whole point is like, what's the blues if you've got the grays and it's like that feeling of like, if you're feeling like numb, it's like feeling bad or feeling good would be better because it would be something. And I think that that's like, yeah. I don't know, important to talk about. Um, and then there's like this line in there that's like, I'm sick of feeling sick and not throwing up. And it's like that feeling of like, okay, like, I feel like shit, but like, I, I can't do anything about it. And nothing I've done has like made me feel better. And I feel like that's yeah. a frustrating place to be in.
0: No, I get that. Stagnant. No, I, I agree with that. And I think that, you know, one of the things that kind of that like that the metaphor really kind of struck me and the other thing too i didn't realize until just now is that it's also kind of a joke which i love what's the blues when you got the grays uh which is something i remember i think it was the first i think i heard the interview with scott Hutchison before i had ever listened to a Frightened Rabbit song. Um okay. where he said, like, Oh yeah, no, I do put little not necessarily like joke jokes, but kind of jokes, turns of phrase in my song. Exactly.
1: The turns and, of
0: phrase. Yeah, and like I really like that subversion. And the other thing too that I think, you know, the Frightened Rabbit songs that I love I feel like are generally a little bit more like folky. And this right. is more of a rocker. Yeah, um, totally. And I kind of like, Scott Hutchinson was always very good at conveying his emotion, but I like that this almost feel, he doesn't have like throat shredding screams, but he's kind of screaming it too. Right, totally. which Which it feels like a subversion of the idea of, you know, I'm feeling numb and just kind of rebelling against that, which I like.
1: Yeah, I do too. I feel like it's like that like maybe if I scream loud enough, it'll, it'll actually like amount to something.
0: Definitely. Um, did I tell you about, have I, I, I'm sure I've mentioned them, Spanish love songs. Um,
1: that, that they're existing. The band. Yeah.
0: Um, I've told you that their new album opens with like a Scott Hutchison reference, right?
1: Um, I don't remember
0: uh the opening line of their most recent album is on any given day on a six of ten which i think comes i forget what interview it is but it, he gave an interview where he kind of described himself where he was talking about gotcha. struggling with depression and he was like you know most days you know unfortunately he hadn't <laughs> had it under control but he had said you know i kind of have it all under control now and on any given day i'm like a six out of ten
1: yeah i mean it's interesting to like listen to his music. I mean, because I mean all of it talks about like yeah. his struggle with mental health, but he they, he put out an album with his brother like right shortly before um he passed and it was um like you can just like hear it so much more in that album and especially like, like contrasted with then what happened. it's like, it's interesting how it's like it like it really did take a turn where it's like it kind of like he wasn't joking anymore he wasn't like laughing off the fact that like it'd been really hard for him most of his life you know yeah it's just interesting how like especially when you see someone who's like very like open about like what they're dealing with um to see how that reflects in their art
0: yeah definitely Um, sure. Anyway, let's keep the depression train rolling with yeah, My Next Pick, which was Turn Out the Lights by Julian Baker.
2: I just haven't gotten around to it And besides, I'm starting to get used to the gaps So you wish you could find some way
0: So, uh, yeah. Uh, it gets lighter in a little bit. <laughs> I, have, I have some more upbeat songs coming.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have like a moment in like track seven or eight where like things get like a little bit upbeat and then then right back down.
0: I mean, uh, my, my next pick is oh, yeah. happy. <laughs> no, not necessarily you. happy, but it's happy. But okay. I don't. I chose okay. Julian Baker. <laughs> uh, I yeah. I just kind of love Julian Baker, and I think when I made the playlist, I was going through a bit of a Julian Baker phase, because now I I haven't listened to her in a very long time. But, you know, I kind of like with The Greys, I think that this is a very, you know, staunch depiction of depression and not necessarily knowing what to do. Um, and like also kind of just just being lonely.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I don't like this song. I I don't like Julian Baker that much. Like she feels like someone who like I should really enjoy, but doesn't quite click. I mean, I think she has like a really beautiful voice, um, but a lot of her music is like a little bit too sad. Saying that as having Death Cab and *Frightened Rabbit* as my first two, <laughs> the uh, hypocrisy, but. Um, I think, like, there's something about the, like, sad isolation singing about that that, like, that's, like, not something I necessarily want to, like, uh, experience through song. (laughs) I don't think. That's fair. Like, um, I like that it picks up at the end. And, like, I like that part that, like, it wasn't just, like, straight through, like, really monotonous.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, because I think that this album is a little bit more of, like, a rock album than her prior album and i think that she's kind of working to experiment a little bit more um and kind of just do more varied things um and i think that just kind of having that big explosive chorus is right. nice I do because um, even though it is like a lonely song it doesn't feel as much so while she's like belting
1: right exactly and like that part Saved the song.
0: But yeah, something I do want to comment on, just because I feel like I've kind of, like, I, I feel like I've noticed this trend more in, like, songs that I like. Um, she talks about suicide pretty bluntly in this, sure. even though, you know, it's not mentioned, And but the line, and I'd never do it, but it's not a joke. I right. feel like I've heard, I feel like I hadn't heard that line so much, then but i feel like now i've heard so many like variations on that that if i was making this playlist today i might not include it
1: that's interesting huh i mean i think like like what we were talking about with the friend rabbit song it's like it's important to like blatantly talk about like mental health and like right people feel that like whatever you're experiencing one has been experienced by a lot of people and two like there's places to turn to
2: help
1: you go through it and it's like however i think there's like in terms of music taste there's a line in the sand for me
0: that's fair um the reason i just had kind of thought of it and i'm trying to pull up the lyric now is because the wonder years my favorite band coming up soon put out a song very (laughs) recently where they had the line Oh, here I keep thinking of ways to make it seem like an accident pull the brake off my bike so if the bus runs the light well then I've been telling myself that it can't be that serious but if I'm talking like this I guess it is which feels nearly identical even though he talks about how he would kill himself um
1: yeah that's interesting it makes me think of like the on, so like master system is the name that scott hutchinson's like last work came out under and there's a song that's called like bird is bored of flying which like i find is like as a title really not elegant but it's like there's like i kind of like it (laughs) (laughs) you should listen to that album it's it's really i mean it's like an ep but it's really good um but it's like um the concept it's like if you're born a bird and you don't want to fly like what what are you supposed to do about that like and it's like that concept of like being bored of something that like you're like expected to do which like obviously with life it is one of those things so i just think on that same train of lyrics it's kind of interesting
0: yeah let's keep on rolling along into your next song which was let it bleed by the rolling stones
2: song
1: um this is my favorite song on this album um, okay. it's just it's a great song it's got great lyrics it's like silly and goofy 1960s rolling stones yeah. album comes out in like 1969 i think or 68 one of those and it's oh like there's a lot of like bluesy stuff on this album and same yeah. with this song like it starts off with like um, like a real bluesy sound. Um, but then it just like jumps in and it's happy and it's silly and it's short. And, um, my favorite line is like, and there will always be a space in my parking lot. And it's just like, that. it's like, it's sweet. It's like, yes, it's like, you know, it's a play on like the, like lean on me. Right.
2: Yeah. And
1: it's like, it's okay. Like you can come park in my parking lot. Like there's always room for you. Like, I love that. <laughs> concept on a friend level like especially like with friends where like you don't see them very often it's like but it's okay like there's always room like i love that shit so.
0: i hadn't paid attention to the lyrics but i pulled them up before we started talking and i realized that after that parking lot line is when you need a little coke and coke sympathy, and sympathy uh, yeah <laughs> which is actually like a very funny one. Um, yeah,
1: it's like, it, it. the whole song is like that. It's like, hold on, I'm going to pull up the lyrics, too.
0: Um, it's, but yeah, it's one of those things, too, where, like, with a title like Let It Bleed, especially from a band like the Rolling Stones, which have no issue getting dark from time to time,
2: totally. you know, or
0: intense, you know, it's relatively, like, simple. I think almost folky,
2: you know, yeah, in the
0: way it sounds, where, you know, it's you know it doesn't sound out of place from the rolling stones by any stretch but right, it's and
1: also just it across like you know from true like blues to you know yeah. way more like 80s poppy rock like yeah um i Genius think they played Page this song that that when i saw yeah. them not when we saw
0: them i think they played this when we saw
2: oh, them
1: oh did we they play them too
0: um let's let's look. check it out uh, Stones but yeah, when
1: they did their acoustic like couple songs, they played it, which like I love.
0: We went August fifth, right? Yeah.
1: They
0: they did do oh, I
1: Believe that
2: time, yeah.
1: Oh, so we saw it too. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, uh, I, this
0: is the only song on your playlist. I didn't write any notes for <laughs> I think, because I <laughs> forgot. <laughs>
1: For let it bleed. That's okay. It's a great song. It's just and it's goofy. It's like that, like that whole parking lot line. The first, like leading into it, it's like she said, "My breasts, they will always be open, and you can rest your weary head on me." It's just funny, and it's like, I don't know. It does it for me. It's and I love the stones in this era.
0: On the Genius page, it says lyrically, it's full of double entendres and sexual Mm -hmm. innuendos between two lovers, which totally makes sense. Just because this is also how you know people that are together talk to each other.
1: Right well and also it's like this is the 60s and so like people weren't talking as like blatantly about sex yeah. as like, they're able to now and lyrics like you know like that song Birthday Sex like literally played on the radio like no problem you know um, so I just think like I think there was a little bit more creativity lyrically when things were like a little bit more like not so much censored but like things what, like I guess censored is the word
0: yeah when you couldn't be as obvious
1: yeah like
0: when they was- had to change the line to let's spend some time together on the Ed Sullivan show
1: exactly you know and so it's like if you're gonna like sing about sex you had to just do it in a little bit more creative of a way which i like so Absolutely.
0: speaking of Sorry. sexual songs speaking of my next pick was teenage dream by Katy Perry, Katy Perry. um incredibly sexual um I also think a little bit emo um yeah kind of sonically absolutely. um it's got that very kind of nostalgic pop punky feel it has Katy Perry had fun guitar parts in her songs I like her I mean I album. like this
1: song it's like it's I, funny it's like and it, it captures something that I think like I as we've gotten older like there is there is a difference between like how you feel falling in love with someone when you're a teenager versus an adult which like I'm sure as we get older will only change more you know yeah but like I get that comparison
0: yeah it's it's a very kind of obvious metaphor but in like a fun way um and I—I I mean, what's kind of interesting too is this song came out when we were teenagers.
1: Yeah, what year was it? So,
0: that? Uh, this was like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Mm, um, yeah. Yep, twenty ten. So, like, like peak you know, teenage. Being yeah.
2: So, PM. like, you're like,
0: oh, you make me feel like I'm living a teenage dream, and like, you know, at that time, all you, everything was a teenage dream.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> um but so it's it's very funny but i i do actually really gen genuinely like katy perry's lyrics here
1: yeah i like like this song it's like it's good it's catchy it's happy yeah
0: um and i like i think the chorus is corny and there's like some stuff you know that's whatever but i kind of like you know you think i'm pretty without any makeup on you think i'm funny when i tell the punchline wrong you know
1: exactly like this is a song that like i think is great like i would never like play it like i wouldn't be like oh you know what song you really want to listen to teenage dream but like if it was on i'd be like oh that's a good song
0: yeah i always remember it had to be like like four years ago not four like three years ago um there was a band called the obsessions that were like a slightly growing, like pop punky emo type band.
2: Okay.
0: And like were they were doing like tours with big bands. I think they opened for modern baseball when we saw them in Philly. I don't know that for a fact.
1: What was the name?
0: The obsessions or the obsessives. I was never like a big fan of them, but they always covered teenage dream in their sets. And I'm like, oh, proof that it's a perfect Emo song.
1: That, I guess that is, that is proof.
0: (laughs) So. (laughs) I don't know if they're still together. And I never really liked them, but it was always like. You liked that they
1: sang Katy Perry.
0: Yeah. That was my favorite moment of their set. The
1: two or three times I saw them.
0: I like that. Yeah. All right.
1: Should we keep going?
0: Yeah, your next pick was uh Eldorado by The Electric Light Orchestra. Yellow.
2: I'm just yellow electric <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a
0: tongue twister
1: so this again not the best song on this album by a long shot um i don't know if okay. i've
0: ever listened to a yellow album
1: okay <sighs> this one is incredible like honestly it's it it's like classic like rock and roll storytelling like it's not like a rock opera but like it could be you know i mean because right. well, there's not well so i like
0: the song you know Do you I I really like the song, but I didn't, uh, I've never listened to this album. You have to I don't listen to the whole why. thing.
1: It's so good. And there's like, I don't know. It's, it really shows like all of their, like, I mean, they're an orchestra, right? Like, so there's like yeah. so many different instrumentals and like, it's great. But I mean, this song is kind of like a slower song on the album. Um, yeah. And I just, the whole album is like, a, like all the storytelling and, this song continues that, but I think I put this one on here more because of the album than because of the actual, um, like, specific
2: song.
0: That's fair. This song reminded me a little bit of, like, Tiny Dancer by Elton John, yeah. just kind of like in feel, but it also reminded me a lot of, like, Warren Zevon and Tom Waits.
2: Um, just
0: because like they kind of do these sort of like thoughtful songs and not that I was really paying too much attention to the lyrics while I was listening but like it does have this big like melancholy feeling to it yeah totally. Um, and reading along with the lyrics now I see a little bit more Um, but like I feel like those are artists that kind of do that same sort of thing
1: Right. That makes sense. I mean, what I like about this album is like, it's like one of those where like all the lyrics kind of like get picked up later on in the album, you know, like this one, the Painted Ladies, the Avalon, and there's this really great song on the album called Painted Ladies, you know, it's like yeah, the fact that it's all like, like Franz Ferdinand does that really well, where like their songs steal lyrics from each other. And like, I like that.
0: The Wonder Years do that a lot too. That's cool. Yeah. It's always like callbacks are always fun. I, like I think so too
1: I mean because it also like I think it's like if you catch them it's kind of like a treat like hey, you listened really closely to this song and now you're noticing where it's getting called from again like I don't know yeah. I like that
0: shit. It shows that like you've kind of it it, it it's like rewards you for being a good listener exactly um, And like it's also kind uh, I think it varies depending on the album because I think it can be a very easy trick to pull um true uh but like i also end up thinking like like, another band that does it incredibly well i think is the hold steady who Mm -hmm. do it like across albums where they'll be like that's cool oh we're referencing like a character that we talked about on our third album or like you know there's like one line where it's like oh this is probably connecting back to this song and things like that right so yeah.
1: Well, even like Bruce Springsteen like uses the same like set of names and across so many yeah. songs, which I like.
0: Yeah. Because then they f- they feel like fleshed out characters.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Same thing. Like the whole the whole study have said, like, oh, you know, like Holly and Gideon are characters <laughs> that appear, but like just kind of being able to like see those lines drawn.
2: Yeah. Great. Totally.
1: Uh-huh. Let's
0: keep on. Oh, yeah. do you have something else No, that's
1: what I was gonna say.
0: Um, let's roll on into my next pick, uh, which keeping with the pop music, I did yeah. like my little pop interlude. <laughs>
2: um
0: <laughs> is Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. I
2: could say thank you to Malcolm, because he was a
0: I love this song. I do too. Um, (laughs) This is like, I chose this because this is very much a title track that feels like the mission statement for the album. Totally. And I love that she just kind of like, this was the turning point for Ariana Grande. Like, I think that this is, of all of Ariana Grande's music, this is probably the best she ever has been yet. she could she could be better in the future but i think as of right now this was where i was like oh this captures my attention and she's just being bold and honest right like because this came out i want to say like a week or two after her and pete davidson broke up so it was just sort of like oh this is raw and then she's like yeah i'm just gonna do this where it's like yeah i'm trying to be better and feel better
1: right and like I think I mean it's it's funny, like the lyrics are yeah. hilarious. and like I like that she's like, yeah, I like this person, this happened and that one well, like I guess that was good, but like you know obviously it's still to end and like I just think that's funny and it's like I'm so fucking grateful for my ex it's a great line <laughs> like it's it I think it's just it's very real and it's like I like that about pop music is that like I think sometimes there's like it gets tired, but I feel like every once in a while, there's just like pop songs that just, they say the exact emotion, exactly how you're feeling it. And it doesn't need to be disguised in sad boy lyrics. And it doesn't need to be like this whole hidden meaning. It's like, no, this is the meaning of the song. I love that yeah.
0: about music. And I like when pop stars, when pop stars are good at expressing what they do. Well, if that makes sense, like comment, because the thing is too, and I don't like this because I feel like it's dehumanizing. We don't, uh, generally a lot of people don't think of pop stars as people. I think we think of them as characters in some grand narrative, um, which uh, I totally do. 100%. You know, I, you know, if I'm thinking about Ariana Grande, you know, when this album came out there was an incredible story to go with it you know she was dating mac miller mac miller you know in her breakup she starts dating pete davidson mac miller dies you know it's you know heartbreaking but engaging and i think that when pop music comments on their real lives very well and kind of adds to the narrative where this isn't this isn't totally like a breakup it is a breakup song but it's not like a bitter angry breakup song
1: no it's not which I love
0: yeah and even though it has that great chorus where you know it can be bitter if you want it to be
1: yeah
0: it's very versatile um
1: it's just yeah it's a it's it's a good song and it's real you know like yeah. that's the best part yeah it's like it's it's identifiable in that way that like it's vague enough to be like oh yeah everyone's had this moment or this moment sitting with their friends being like oh my god remember to did do that person oh my god yeah but eh, at least learned that you know it's like it's great yeah I love this one
0: no i totally that's funny that you mention it like that because i mean i've thought about that too uh, you know, <laughs> where i'm like well you know just where because i feel like there's no one that she's really totally bitter about in this either
1: no and i also knife. think that like that I don't know. I mean, obviously people have like nasty breakups and humans are shitty to each other and all that stuff, but yeah. like I think overall like if you dated someone like there should have been a reason. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like if you broke up with them, yeah, there was also a reason for that, but like I don't think that the reason you break up negates the reason you got back together, you know? Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know. I think that that actually like makes you be able to grow from any relationship and like friends or lovers.
0: Yeah. No, okay. I... Yeah.
1: That's interesting.
0: Hell yeah. All right. We let's keep, keep on...
1: Rolling?
0: Yeah. Uh, let's roll it's on into your next pick, which is Glitterbug by the and Wombats.
2: Oh, no. we scuba diving, but the sharks are circling in. Oh, no. I'm her mosquito, she's my killer bee. Together with something alone, we can't be. So next time instead of going home, why don't you just come
1: close? Okay, so this is like my full cheat. Um.
0: Okay, well, so can I <laughs> ask a question before you explain yes. why it's a cheat? I was trying to remember Was the wombats who we saw at Terminal Five, and it was like the worst crowd ever?
1: No, we saw. um...
0: I was trying to remember who that was, and I thought it was the the, the, kooks, right? The kooks, right? That makes more sense. I was trying to remember. the
1: wombats there the time before you and I went, which is also bad because Terminal Five is Terminal
0: Five sucks. Um, yeah, I'm never
1: seeing a show there again if so I can never see shows there. What ever.
0: if that's the, the first movie. show ever coming back?
1: Yeah, fine, we'll go to... <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay, so explain to me how this is a cheat.
1: So this song Glitterbug is not on the album Glitterbug. Um, oh, okay. So that would be the main reason it's a cheat is that technically it's a title track for something it's not on.
0: I was a little bit tempted to do that with houses of the holy by led zeppelin for Mm -hmm. the same reason so i'm okay with that okay well (laughs) the
1: thing is is that it's not really on an album at all it's so the wombats released is it was it last christmas already shit um it was called the b through z sides and it was all like uh like b tracks that hadn't been released from like when they were formed in like 2008 till now and it was in chronological order, which was also cool. Um, and I really appreciate it. it's like 40-something tracks. And this is on there. And, like, obviously it was just something that didn't make it onto Glitterbug, the album. Which is a great yeah. album for the record. Like, I think it's their third album. And I kind of think it's their best one. Because, like, their first one is, like, nice and, like, pop rock, Brit rock. like um, yeah. And it's amazing. And then their second album is, like, Real Synthy, which has its place. And then this is like the marriage of both of those things. And it's an amazing album. But anyways, but I like this song. I mean, it's kind of got the same vibes of title track by Death for Cutie, where it's like about hooking up. Um, and like most of the Wombat songs are about like prostitutes or hooking up <laughs> or hooking up with prostitutes. That's pretty much like the majority of their songs. Um but there's, like, the, I mean, the line that really does it for me, other than, like, I love the way this song sounds, and it's got, like, the pickups and drops in it that yeah. is, like,
0: really pleasant. It's very, like, upbeat feeling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's got, like, that desperation that the Wombats have that, like, I yeah. think is what really makes them, is that, like, you can just, like, you know, like, when you do have that feeling, you're like, oh, my God, I really want to go home with this person at this bar. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it has that desperation or like, Oh my God, I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to anyways. Um, but there's like the line where it's like, in one more drink, um, on, I fear the night might be done. And so it's like, no more excuses. Come here. Glitter bug. Like, I love that. It's a great line. It's like,
2: okay. My, fa-
0: my favorite line was a very similar feel where it was, I yearn to detox, but I'm retoxing again.
1: Right. It's yeah. It's definitely about like going back to, let me pull up the full lyrics say this. but it's like it's about like going back to things that maybe you shouldn't be but you're gonna keep going with it
0: um
2: <laughs> there's
0: which i guess i didn't catch just because it was in the bridge was i'm an opera they're just edm i kind of love
1: yes exactly like,
0: snotty and snobby
1: <laughs> right and that's like i mean that's that i love that part of their music
2: yeah. where um,
1: like they they play on both sides of like being better than someone or being like well how can i fucking compete like in one of their early albums it's like the, well how can i fucking compete with him he like has a beard and he smokes marble reds like how am i supposed to compete with that and it's like that's funny like it's so ridiculous um but yeah i think like i feel like the gist of this song is like um maybe we uh shouldn't be together but like let's keep going with this
0: yeah it's kind of i mean just kind of at a glance to you know him referring to the the girl he's trying to seduce as glitter bug is like vaguely condescending i feel which sort of plays into that whole vibe yeah. where it's kind of i do i
1: find that as condescending but i i mean it, i feel like this is when like their lead singer is like he's really into like like, he dressed up as, like, a like a 17-year-old rave girl for Halloween, like, a couple years ago and was like, this is, like, my true essence.
2: And I think that's
1: really funny. Like, cause that's, like, how he writes. And, yeah. like, that's what this makes me think of. Um, yeah. But, I don't know.
0: You it's, know more than I do.
1: <gasps> I love them. I'm such a little fangirl. They're always my number one artist on Spotify every year since I've had Spotify, which is funny because, like, I wouldn't say they're my favorite band, but...
0: But you well, just listen to them. Like, oh, that's sure. that's how I feel a lot of the time, too. Yeah. Um, when I look back, because now I can finally get my data from Apple Music. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, did I really listen to Bruce Springsteen that much this year?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. That was like, I went through like a really deep Taylor Swift phase in May. Like, all, it's all I listened to for like a month and... Spotify knows that they're like. Here are your top two favorite songs are Taylor Swift. I'm like,
0: okay. (laughs) What were they?
1: Oh, they were off of the Lover album. I don't remember exactly which two they were. I mean, I love that album, so it makes sense. Um,
0: Um, Taylor Swift was also. I forget where she ranked, but I think she was in my top fifteen artists, and I think it's mostly to the folklore, folklore and red. I listen to those a lot.
1: I don't really enjoy either of those. Um, but I, I just really love Lover and, um, Reputation. So. later, yeah. uh,
0: sorry. Uh, Reputation it's is probably low-key my favorite Taylor Swift album. Great. I love
1: her. It's great. And Lover is by far my favorite. It's like, I mean, she's a great pop artist. I, so like, I watched her documentary on yeah. Netflix and it was very inspiring
0: reputation i think is going to go down as the underrated taylor swift classic
1: oh for sure i mean and it's great she like goes into it being like fuck you guys like i am who yeah. i am and, like that's it's great i love that. I enjoy
0: i enjoyed the heel turn um which yeah. i feel like has kind of damaged a little bit of her her music since then mm. um just because that was also what i wanted uh, lover to be which I didn't expect it to be once I <laughs> saw the title and the artwork but I was like oh this could be a cool dark album too and then it wasn't and folklore yeah, I also think was dark. it's a little dark and it's a little sad and I like it for that reason but it's not reputation Fair. she's not a villain <laughs> that's um,
1: alright right. Let's, been to yours yeah,
0: let's okay. keep on rolling along into People my next pick villains. Which was four four
2: four by Jay by Jay Z. I apologize. womans eyes. took for my child to be born.
1: See through a woman's eyes, took for these natural twins to believe in miracles. Took me too long for
2: this song. I don't deserve you. I harass you out in Paris. Please come back to Rome, you make
0: it home. We talked for hours when you were on talk. I don't know why I picked this song. Um, I know why I love this song, but I don't, uh, just because it, you know, it's all, this is the issue when you have a playlist sitting for like a year. (laughs) You're like, oh, don't, but so the thing that I love about this song and this album, which I think, you know, is why I think that this song encapsulates the album very much. When I listen to rap music, most of the time I like rap. That's very braggadocious and cocky. And I like stuff that's very like not giving a fuck. Right. Um, And I love that a lot from Jay Z, but more than that, I love when a rapper can do that, but then also be incredibly vulnerable. Which is why I love someone like Kanye. Um, and I think that that comes out very well with this album, uh, where There's a lot Jay-Z, of humility in the song. Yeah, where this is him very much admitting his shortcomings, where he's admitting his flaws, being vulnerable and like embarrassed by them, which right. I think was brave.
1: Yeah, and I mean I think also he was trying to apologize right I mean yeah the point of the song and like you know I like the song I like Jay-Z and um like I think it's powerful how he talks about miscarriage in the middle because like I mean like even when um what's her name the Beyonce no not Beyonce the wife of the prince of England oh
0: uh Meghan Markle
1: yeah how she just like wrote that op-ed about experiencing miscarriage in the new york times and it's like i think it's important that like things like that are being talked about more openly and like i yeah. like that this song also talks about that um yeah it is it's just honest and there's humility in it and it's i mean it's a great song also like it yeah. sounds
2: good
0: i mean jay-z's yeah. great so yeah and he very much spoke to uh what's it called yeah the lemonade was such a huge album i don't think this album is as good as lemonade um but was such a huge album that like you know, everyone was like, oh, shit, Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. Um, Yeah. And just kind of being able to kind of answer that and be like, yeah, this is all this shit that we went through, you know, where I feel like Beyonce did a very good job of kind of laying out the emotional trauma that something like that causes, where I feel like, this just kind of kind of the same thing with the ariana grande song where it just kind of gave us more of the narrative
1: right yeah i agree should we okay. keep going
0: yep let's roll on into bell and sebastian if you're feeling sinister
2: Because he thought it would never feel this way again If he goes by to the house, then things would go from bar to us What could he do?
0: Which I think is my favorite title On your whole playlist
2: Ah, it
1: is a great title I mean, it's a great album This is like the first album I listened to um, From Bell and Sebastian Like, back in the day Going to the library Like, pulling things out of the racks um, I...
0: Don't know if I've ever listened to a Balance of the Astron album. And I think I would like them, but <laughs> I've just never come around to it. Yeah,
1: I think like there's definitely some albums of theirs that like don't speak to me at all. And like right. I like because like they're like indie music and I like the way that sounds. But yeah. like um, this one, I just feel like it's got like so many little stories in it. And it's like, it's again that like we were talking about before, the specificity of an experience. Like, yeah they talk about that a lot and like they talk a lot about god in this album which like i think is kind of interesting as a person who is like not
0: raised with religion at all um well i think that's this so i i did love this (laughs) Um, okay and i think that's why this really kind of spoke to me because i I mean the line she was into snm and bible studies not everyone's cup of tea. i'm like that's my life in a nutshell um so and it it's a very, you know, it's very emo.
1: Oh, it's so emo.
0: And I love it.
1: Yeah, I mean this whole honestly, this whole album is so good. And there's just like um the song is like it starts really slow and then it gets more upbeat, and like I love that. And I like this one, it's like um Hillary went to the Catholic church because she wanted information. The Viker or whatever took her to Vicker. one side and gave her confirmation. Like, that's funny.
2: Like yeah.
0: Um there's very like yeah, there's very angsty lyrics without it being like Ugh, about it. Like,
1: oh man, I hate going to church. It's like it's yeah. yeah, it's got um I don't know. It's it's so like poppy and cute, but then it's like got these like pretty legitimate lyrics
2: about yeah. um it's
1: dealing with just,
0: life. Yeah, it's so poetic and smart and yeah. I don't know if I have much else to add about I don't that. Either.
1: It is. It's just it's and that's what I like about their lyrics is that they're like um they're just thoughtful and they tell a story and they include like just enough details to really like round out the whole picture but not too much where you're like lost in just like descriptors.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's the key to like a good storytelling song. Yeah, for sure. Um let's keep yeah. on rolling into my next pick, which was Get Hurt
2: by the Gaslight Anthem. I keep my wounds without a bandage, baby. As I come stumbling through the door. To spend my nights in this location. Talking the spirits on the floor. I think I came to find the feeling. Baby, between what was mine.
0: Um, this is the only Gaslight Anthem album I don't like, but I love oh, this song. Oh. Which oh, was good. why I chose this. <laughs> <You> didn't enjoy
2: <laughs> this one. Didn't? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I liked I, don't, I think. I'm going to see if I have it on my phone. Because I feel like we talked about this last year and last year I wasn't in the best place, um, around this time. Um, but so like, I was listening to a lot of these sad breakup songs and it was one of those things where does it tell me? It won't tell me. That's pain in the ass. Um, but so I was listening to a lot of these like sad breakup songs and I was just kind of like, oh i want to listen to this and this is it's so funny because the gaslight anthem you know and we're you know they're so tied to springsteen really um yeah they like well because they're from jersey if you listen to like a lot of their stuff you can kind of hear a lot of that influence and they've played with Springsteen a handful of times. Oh. And Springsteen's played with them and I didn't like know that. that. Yeah. Um, there's it like cool makes sense
1: though, because I was like, I don't like how it sounds, it was one of my notes. And it, it feels like somewhere between like musical, like musicals, Broadway yeah. musicals, and country. Which like I think yeah. that Bruce Springsteen sometimes like runs into that category and I don't like it when he does. Like he has full well, albums is, I don't love. Yeah, so this
0: I is very tunnel of love.
1: love. Yes
0: um but yeah so and i think that and i mean i think that the tunnel of love parallel goes kind of hand in hand because the lead singer was going through a divorce when he wrote this you know and it shows very obviously you know i'm going to move to california you know it's this whole song about just leaving and like being hurt by that person um i don't like a lot of this album otherwise but i think that this is just a very blunt emotional moment
1: i get that i think like what doesn't do it for me about this song is like it's like the blatant like masochism in it it's like i'm hurt and i'm just gonna keep getting hurt and i'm gonna do nothing about that which like i understand is like a super valid emotion to feel However, like, I just, again, like, kind of like the Julian Baker thing. It's, like, I don't feel like I need to experience this in a song. Like, maybe, like, watching it on film or, like, experiencing it in real life, like, I get. But it's, like, the You song... just don't
0: like wallowing in it.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what doesn't do it for me, is that, like, I love sad shit. Don't get me wrong. But, like, the wallowing and, like, the not... Either, like, you're not going in any direction in this song. Like, you're just, like, sitting there being upset and it's like might as well do your worst to me like I find that line kind of bullshit like it's like you're asking to just be hurt more and like I just don't find that very productive that's fair but I think that's also just like the difference of like dealing with sadness right
0: yeah let's keep on rolling on into right. your next pick which was It's Alive by lose. Which, coincidentally, my one note is... Well, I wrote two, but one is not for me.
2: So
0: <laughs> <laughs> we paired up our kind of math songs.
1: That's fair. <sighs> um, I mean, it's definitely, like, it's staunchly in the, like, electric surfer rock genre.
0: Yeah. My other note was surf rock.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, so they opened for Of Montreal... I think,
0: is like, that how you know Lalu? I think so. And I feel <laughs> like you included. I feel like you included a song from this album in your last playlist too.
1: I definitely. I
0: could okay. be wrong.
1: Hold on, I'll look. Um, Area opening songs. Uh, yes, I did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it from this album too? It is. The, the cover work looked familiar too.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, I really okay, liked, like like more. an all-girl band. So I, I found them opening for Montreal, and then I saw them once in New York. It actually was, like, super weird. It was in, like, the basement of the public hotel, and they, okay. like, played with, like, another, like, punk band, which was, like, it was really cool, but it was, like, it was, like, a punk show, but in the basement of, like, this, like, you know, like, bougie social club yeah. hotel. So, that was kind of interesting. Um, but... I mean, I just like this. I really, all their songs sound the same. I really like it. There's nothing with the lyrics. Like, I mean, it has lyrics, but I don't think I could have told you yeah. them without Googling them.
0: Um, uh, one of the things that I did think was kind of interesting, like upon reflecting on this one, was the the most famous surf rock song of all time is Miserloo by Dick Dale, okay. um, which cover, is a... It's not an original song. It's like a Middle Eastern folk song, I think. Interesting. And listening to this, I kind of thought of Middle Eastern music. Interesting. Which, I mean, I think that that's kind of an interesting thought. <laughs> but
1: Yeah, well, it's interesting like where different genres like get some of their roots from, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, should we keep going?
0: Yeah, let's keep on rolling into my next pick, which was After the Party by the
2: Menzingers.
0: Now we're just kind of in the pop punky portion of my <laughs> the whole playlist, uh, which is the stuff I listen to the most. Um, I kind of chose this one just because it's it's kind of a love song, but it's yeah. also not a love song. It's a love song about things not being perfect. I guess I'd say.
1: Yeah, I really liked it. Um, it, it was my favorite of the songs that I didn't already know before listening to. Nice. Um, I think, I mean, I think the lyrics are amazing in this song. And yeah. it's like, I mean, going off that same trope of what we've been talking about, but like, I love the line, like your silhouette and high top sneakers and hardcore from the laptop speakers. Like, I like that. I like the way the words play together. Like I like the yeah. whole visual, like it, it's easy to picture. Um, uh, the only thing is like the men's singers are a little grungy for my taste. Like, I, feel like I listen to a lot of, you know, whinier, uh, more yeah. hardcore pop punk sort of stuff and i think like the whinier voices do it for me more than the grungier voices but that's that's like my only I
2: mean,
0: Greg's got that deep baritone which you yeah. don't hear a lot in pop punk which i think is why exactly. i like them
2: that makes sense
0: um but yeah no i i think that the imagery is really kind of what gets highlighted in this just cuz right. you know it it tells a story without telling you anything like there's very little actions besides in the chorus
1: i like that i like that too everybody wants to be famous but you just want to get uh drunk and dance and i don't know what i wrote here but (laughs) dance dance in a
0: basement basement. yeah
1: i wrote get drunk in the basement but i know the lyrics are you want to dance in the basement um
0: (laughs) those usually go hand in hand (laughs) exactly
1: but i like that like i like that idea of like uh, I feel like especially today it's like people like want to do things to do like be like oh look I did it like it's like that whole like yeah. oh do it for the thing which like I have no problem with people posting everything they do on Instagram like right. who cares it's your life it's your diary write whatever you want
2: in it yeah
1: but like I like the idea of like that person could have just as much fun dancing in some random basement than they could like going to a big concert like that's what
0: i got but so that whole idea of everybody wants to be famous but you just want to dance in the basement really has resonated with me
2: that's cool Um, i like that other thing before
0: rolling on i just wanted to point out song has a meatloaf reference and greg barnett has said it's a meatloaf reference i love meatloaf
1: uh, i mean come on
0: so uh even though like you know, I'm like I never need to hear someone ever say sex and drugs and rock and roll in a song ever again, it's still fun in the, this is the one it's time it, I tolerate. It's
1: it's not it doesn't sound stupid in this song, which is like kind of impressive.
0: Exactly. But let's keep on rolling along into okay. your next pick, which was You Could Have It So Much Better by France man.
1: great song it's just i mean i love friends Ferdinand. i've i love everything they've put out and i've loved seeing them live and i think their lyrics are really creative without being like without losing their simplicity because they are just like really simple um and they're rock and roll and they're easy and um i think they're like this song is super funny like the fact that it's like um the fact that like this girl is texting him being like you look sad come talk to me about it And he's like i'm just not smiling at you it's not that i'm actually sad like that's it like that's hilarious
0: it's Um, very mid-aught indie rock cool (laughs) yeah exactly um Um, what i think's interesting about because i don't listen to Franz ferdinand that much i know a handful things yeah i kind of expect it's not as like groovy and funky as other Franz Ferdinand songs I feel that I Yeah know.
2: it's definitely
1: like faster and more rock and roll.
0: Yeah which I think I like better for it because I think that's an issue I've always had with Franz Ferdinand is it just kind of it doesn't speak to me I think because it's too groovy and funky.
1: That's fair. Um,
0: which is I guess a weird complaint because <laughs> <laughs> there's some songs that I love more. it grooves too much but I like this better <laughs> for that. <laughs> so yeah and it's still there it's still present
1: yeah i mean it's just like i like the songs the lyrics are funny like this one like um there's some grinning goon on my tv screen telling us all it's all right because she wears this and he said that and if you get some of these it'll all be all right like that's yeah it's funny and it's relatable and it's like it's vague but without being like too cerebral about anything cryptic it's not not
0: mysterious right (laughs) yeah Which is nice.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I love this album. What year did this come out? It's pretty early. Two thousand
0: five.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, and then they kind of like took a big break and didn't release some stuff until like, what, 2014 or whatever.
0: But. I have no idea. (laughs) Um, If I listen to this album, is it more is it more stuff like
2: this
1: um, let me look at the track list real fast um, yes okay, um, cool. it's definitely all a lot faster and it's like more um, like it's like the simple catchy but like clever lyrics um, there's like a couple songs that are a little bit boring but um, overall it's a great album
0: I would listen nice. to it. I'll, uh, I'll give it a listen at Do some it. point. Dope. Um, but let's right. keep on rolling along. This is our only crossover artist. I think I know. I, think I I, something.
1: I'm so not surprised by it wow. anyway.
0: <laughs> um, my pick is my generation by the who. <laughs> Put us the Talking
2: about my generation. Just because we get around.
0: Oh, and the back to back. <laughs> yeah, and the rack <laughs> back to back. <laughs> my generation, by the who. Um, this is an incredible song. It is. Um, this is really kind of punk before punk was about
2: yeah absolutely. um
0: everything kind of about it and i also it's interesting because i know these lyrics by heart i've known them yeah. since i was like eight years old but i get that i went on genius to read along to this and i was like oh i guess i never really thought about hey why is this person stuttering um
1: Oh Well, I don't know. Let me look at
0: well, the se- Genius says it's been theorized that they're on speed. Um, uh. But, you know, but I never really thought about that. I just kind of I don't know. I think that there's nothing more rock and roll than the phrase I hope I die before I get old.
1: I agree 100%. And then, like, have, we've both seen them and we've both loved them yeah. since we were, like, young children. Yeah. Um, but, like, i being at the, like, you know, I only play arenas and you're like, you're at an arena and there's all these people who, you know, obviously have loved them since they were in their like teens and twenties and they're fucking sitting. Like, that puts me over the edge. Like, but, it's rock and roll. You're sitting through my generation? Are you kidding me?
0: Granted, I was in sixth grade, so I don't remember as well, but I don't remember people sitting when I went to see them.
1: Oh. I, I also saw them in the sixth grade and probably on the same tour.
0: Uh, Very fast,
1: Right? Um, and I don't remember it so much then, but I saw them in 2012. And, like, legitimately, it was, like, the entire section I was in. It was, like, me and my dad standing, and that was it.
0: Were they good in 2012?
1: Not, like, not, not great.
0: Yeah. I've, like... Um every few years The Who come around again and I'm tempted to go. And sometimes they'll, like, pull something out where it's, like, oh, they're doing Quadrophenia or they're doing, uh, you know, Tommy or something. And, like, I'd love to see Tommy. I would see
2: Tommy. Yeah.
0: But, like, it's one of those things where I'm always hesitant to kind of be, like, this, uh, because, like, seeing them in 2006 or so, they were, they were good. And my dad will tell me, no, Daltrey's voice was already going out by then. But, like, I didn't, like, I was too young to notice or care. Exactly. I think now I would be heartbroken to see that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's what's hard about going to some of these, like, classic rock shows, especially being raised so heavily on classic rock as we yeah. were. Like, like, Jackson, and I saw Deep Purple, what, a couple summers ago. And yeah. it was like everyone left after Smoke on the Water. And I was like, really? You're leaving? Like, <laughs>
2: Just okay." eat it. <laughs>
1: um yeah and, like so sometimes i feel like disappointed by those crowds which maybe is an unfair assessment of people over the age of 60 but i i don't know i also went to see alice cooper with my mom a couple years ago and she we like stood up and the person behind us like tapped my mom and was like um do you mind sitting And my mom was like no it's rock and roll like i'm not gonna sit and so you know i can't i was like, but all the people over 60
0: i always remember i was at the first time i saw jason Isabella, i had that same thing happen to me where i was like mm. literally in the front and like it was the beacon so like it's slanted to go up but like someone in the third row tapping and he was like can you sit? i uh, you know i my back's not good and i can't stand like you can and i was like i'm leaning on the fucking stage man <laughs> it's like
1: i get you know? it i do it's just like very frustrating
0: I could uh, I could see a seated show being good to some extent for, like, certain artists, but it it really kind of depends. I would need to be seeing, like, just, like, one person with an acoustic guitar. Exactly.
1: I saw Ben here at Town Hall. I was sitting.
0: Right. right. I think right. that would be a fine seated show. Exactly. Like, I think Weird Al we were sitting.
1: Oh, that's also because it was so hot, though.
0: Right. It well, was people, in the middle of a heat. Was, yeah, that... <laughs> Well, I could see, because Weird Al's also this big theatrical production, but, like... Yeah. And he had an orchestra.
1: And we were really far away, so I think it was yeah.
0: okay that we were sitting. Yeah. That one was very disappointing for, like, how many empty seats there were on the floor. Because there was a huge... Oh, room.
1: yeah. I mean, we're seeing Weird Al was, like, an experience that I, like, really needed to have once,
0: but... Yeah. Once. I agree. Um, anyway, let's yeah, roll on into to your who. next song, which was The Who, uh, Who Are You. Which I'm so is almost like we... the title track for The Who. <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, which, like, is kind of funnier now. Like, I feel like I definitely felt that way when I was a kid, that it was, like, that's their song. Yeah. Like, it's uh, got their name in it. Um, but, I mean, it's another, like, true rock and roll classic, obviously. I mean, not as, you know, quintessential as my generation. Yeah. Um, But you obviously have, like... um. It's like, who are you? Who, 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 who? It's
0: like, come on. Um, In my notes, I wrote, who the fuck are you in all caps?
1: Exactly. Um. That's a great part of this song. Oh, it's so good. I mean, the Who are just like classically rock and roll. And how could we not both put one of their
0: songs
2: on our playlist? Um,
0: And I mean, I think the other thing too is like, I don't know if I know the album who are you that well sister disco I know guitar and a pen but like yeah this is you know it's just such a great song and like it's kind of this I think was the last album Keith Moon played on so oh, I'm not sure it's like historic for that but like you know it's also just kind of a good storytelling song where yeah, it's, you great. Know, it's a Something I didn't totally realize when I was younger listening to it, it's about a drunk guy, like, being wasted in an alley.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's like the beginning, it's like, I woke up in a Soho doorway, a policeman knew my name, he said, you can go sleep at home tonight if you can get up and walk away. That's hilarious, like, he's like, well, you can only leave if you can walk, and it's clear that you can't, so.
0: Yeah. Well, no, he does. He does? Oh, staggered back. (laughs) Um... But yeah, it's like, it's so well done and to the point. There are like a lot of pop-punk songs that kind of do the same sort of thing.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, it's kind of funny because like the lyrics like do make sense, but like kind of not really because the policeman did know his name at the beginning. Um.
0: Well, I think he's saying, who are you to the policeman. That's fair. Uh Um.
1: I mean, it's just, it's great. It's like, it, it's obviously one of their most famous songs. So. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Should we move on to the
0: yeah. Hold Steady? Next pick was the Hold Steady, Stay Positive. <laughs>
2: Get back in touch, and it's a pretty good feeling. Yeah, it feels pretty good. I get a lot of double takes when I'm coming around the
0: corners, and it's mostly pretty nice. Yeah, it's mostly pretty all right because most kids give me credit for being down with it when it was back in the day, back when things were way different when the youth of today. An early seven seconds, um, which not necessary so the whole Steady say their name in a lot of songs but stay positive is kind of the mantra for the whole band um gotcha which is good message um you know just kind of everyone writing you know everyone gets i don't know if you looked at the album artwork but it's a plus sign in an infinity um symbol okay so like stay positive like oh yeah. forever clever mm-hmm. <laughs> um but this whole out al- it, it's funny because there are a lot of moments on this album that are very kind of like dark and dire um there's the song one for the cutters and slapped actress and lord i'm discouraged but then you have this song that's very much so just kind of a celebration of music yeah um, and you know it's I like songs that reference artists and I like, you know, it's got that when the youth of today and early seven seconds taught me some of life's most valuable lessons. Um, yeah. It's just something that I relate to a lot and I like just kind of being like, yeah, we got to stay positive.
1: <laughs> well, I feel like it's got that vibe that, um, that I'm going to make it through this year song has.
0: Yeah, I'm going to make it through this year if it kills me. It's very, so, hold I have a song that references that line. <laughs> uh, <that's funny. laughs> um,
1: I mean i like this song um the only line I, I, I really appreciate the opening lines like the i've got a lot of old friends that are getting back in touch and it feels pretty good because like
2: yeah
1: maybe i'm just cynical but sometimes i feel like like that feels more like oh wait am i hanging out with all these people from a time that i thought i'd moved on from which like i think is unfair because I think friendships can change throughout your life, but yeah. that one didn't do it for me so much, but I like the song and I like the sentiment, but it, more than anything it, it made me want to see it live.
0: Um, yeah, it's
1: kind of ironic with the whole timing of this interview. Yeah.
0: It's so much fun when they do it live too because uh, their their merch guy is like a hardcore guy, and the okay. whole study are like fans of like hardcore punk, you know, they drop little, hard, you know, references and things. But so when they get to that like breakdown where it's just like the bit, you know, when the chaperone crown is like the the lead singer will just kind of be like Mosh Pit Josh and then the merch guy comes out and just like barks it like a hardcore vocalist.
2: That's and it's
0: amazing. So much fun and like that just awesome. gets stoked. It's it I'll send you like a live clip because it's so cool. It's like That's awesome. My favorite part of every show. That's cool. But yeah, highly, next year, next year, hard... <laughs> this weekend in Brooklyn, we'll go, hopefully.
1: There you go. All right, fingers crossed. Oh, my God. If only we can go to a live show. Although, I have to say, I went to a concert, like, the Monday before everything got shut down, and so I feel that I can't complain, because um, that would be unfair.
0: I went to one, like, a week before, or two weeks yeah. before.
1: I had been, That was, like, Thursday. It was, I went to a show, Monday, I went to a show, and then, like, Thursday, we got sent home from work. <laughs> so.
0: um, I it, It's so funny with all the shows not happening now, because I'm, like, in all the Facebook groups for the bands I like. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw someone post, like, oh, you know, a year ago, I saw the Menzingers, and it was the last show I saw before lockdown. And, like, so if it was... December last year, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could have gone four months without seeing a show. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Just because, because like, don't get me wrong, sometimes I'll go like a month without anything. Same. But like, it's very, it's one of those that, we talked about this once when, when I was a single man. I was on the dating apps and I was like, it's almost like, oh, I go to a lot of shows. I went to 25 in three years. And I'm like, I do 25 in like a year.
1: Right, exactly. I mean, it's funny how different people have different relationships with music. Like even like yeah. my, my boyfriend's been to like two concerts ever. Yeah. And I'm like such a concert fiend.
2: Emmy time. hasn't
0: been to a lot of like rock shows. Um mm. but like she also like works in classical music. So like she goes to see orchestras and shit all the time. <laughs> so I'm I'm like, oh you know, I've seen The Wonder Years a hundred times and she's like, Oh, you know, I, I can't believe I haven't been to that many. I'm like, Yeah, but I've never seen, you know, the New York Philharmonic.
1: I mean, you gotta you gotta diversify.
0: I mean, when when shows happen, you know. Yeah. Probably uh, will. I can't wait.
1: I cannot wait. I mean, I um, will wait, and I'm very happy to wait, and I don't want anything to be rushed. But I literally can't wait.
0: <laughs> hopefully next summer.
1: Fingers crossed. Uh, all
2: right, should we? Anyway. Travel into- yeah, let's.
0: The last, your last pick, which was "Born to Run" by Bruce Springsteen.
1: I mean, this one's kind of like, it's kind of like unfair to put on it, you know what I mean? Like what more can be said about yeah. that hasn't been completely said a million I,
2: times? <laughs> I
0: think that if we had recorded this around the around the time we first discussed it, I'd probably yeah. have a lot more to say. Because you were in the Springsteen phase? I was, uh, well, I was like just entering my Springsteen phase. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, it's funny, because he, like, I would have listed him as, like, my top three favorite artists, like, when I yeah. was in high school. I mean, I still love Rufinstein to no end, don't get me wrong, Um but I, I can go, like, months without listening to him, and then, like, I'll just, like, listen to, there's, like, the 1975 to 1985 tour album. Yeah. it's like, five LPs long, like, I love that, but anyways... Yeah. I watched that movie. I think it's called Born to Run about the Springsteen fans in London.
2: Oh, I, I haven't that. seen that.
1: So I watched. Is that. it good? It was so good. Um, I was expecting it to be like not as good as it was, but it's like about these like two guys who like their families are immigrants in London, and the I guess. The I seven. think I
0: was cautious about seeing that because that came out around the same time as yesterday exactly and i didn't like yesterday i didn't see it um
1: but i thought it was gonna be like more like like you know like mama mia
0: um right.
2: but it
1: wasn't about that at all like there's like a couple scenes that were like they were singing along to the songs but not in like a not in the way where it like it's telling the story it's like no they're just really feeling these layers like, the story was already happening like with or without that song it's just that yeah. that song made them feel a certain way. Um, it's and
0: the it's music.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but it's cool because that movie is like based on a real story and like the guys actually do get to meet Bruce Springsteen and I like that.
0: I'll have to see that one. Yeah,
1: it was cute. Um, but that's mostly what I can say about this. I mean, Born to Run is great. The best part about it by far is like when everything gets really low and it's like one, two, three, four. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's Again, like, that's my favorite part of any song, if it, like, fades down and then, like, really blasts yeah. off towards the end. Um.
2: I,
0: um, I read Born to Run in Quarantine. Um, oh, really? I haven't. I, really, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a pretty fast read. I had moments that I didn't like, but I, it was a generally enjoyable read. Um, Springsteen writes a book exactly the way you'd kind of expect him to write a book, which (laughs) I kinda love, but also at times gets a little cringy. Um but so I mean, yeah, so I listened to the song a hundred times, you know, in the past
2: eleven months.
0: That's fair. So um and I really enjoy it. And I mean, I think, you know, I've said it before on this. I think that Born to Run as an album is the first pop punk album um okay. without really being pop punk it's <laughs> it has all the tropes that modern pop punk has um, that's funny um, yeah
1: i mean it's a great album
0: yeah and that's- i also anyway let's wrap this all up with my last pick which is three songs which is uh the wonder years suburbia Given you all, Sound is only
2: this one all oh, old homeless man,
0: and now I'm not. which references a Ginsberg poem. Um, But so this was, so you said you didn't really consider this cheating.
1: (laughs) I really don't. Like it's, I, so I looked at the fact that these aren't all together on the album. Cause like when you first put them on there as three songs at the end, I figured it was like the three closing tracks. However, I learned that that is not the case and I like it even more.
0: Um, Um, when they play it live sometimes, so now if they do those live and they don't do it very often, um, they do them all back to back. Um, oh, interesting. And their lead singer has said, I do think of those three as one entity that's kind of split up.
2: I um, like that. I think yeah. that's
0: interesting. Because they're, they're all like in the same time signature, which I don't have the best ear for, but... <laughs> I
1: have no ear for that, so. <laughs> Um. um.
0: But he said it, so I believe. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> um, but and I mean, they kind—they all tie together, and they kind of tie that album together perfectly. Um, and now, I'm nothing on its own is my favorite Wonder Years song. Um, That's great. As, and it's this. I think was kind of the moment that the Wonder Years—they're a pop punk band at their yeah. core, but they are the best at what they do and like there aren't other pop punk bands that do it quite like that
1: gotcha and
0: i think that you know this was kind of a moment where they were like well yeah we're not just gonna write these shitty songs about how sad we are about girls or how much we dislike our hometown we're going to actually paint a picture and do something musically interesting you know while kind of working within what we are and more recently the wonder years don't necessarily totally do pop punk the way that other bands do. Mm. But so yeah. And uh, I kind of like that this was, it talks about real issue issues and problems that happen more than other pop punk songs. I feel. Um, Totally.
2: I think
1: think that they're like talking about like the shit that's happening in this I mean, I'm imagining it to be, like, a small suburb town thing.
0: Yeah, a uh, town outside of, you know, a suburb of Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: um, and well, I no. think, yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you, know I, you know what I meant. Um,
1: New York City, the famous suburb of Pennsylvania. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: but you get it, where it's just kind like, of like, you know, oh, you know, there because there's some of the angsty stuff that you know you'd kind of expect with them there's also like hey you know this album was 2010 yeah. so you know the economy had crashed two years before and you know there was a housing crisis and poverty and things and it's like oh we're watching businesses close down and you know we're watching teenagers beat homeless people and you know and we're trying to struggle through all this and at the end of the day it's like well you know i'm kind of stuck in this shitty place but i'm gonna try to be better
1: yeah i like that i like the making the best of it even though they're like okay like things are hard and they're getting better but like they're still hard even though they're getting better like but i'm trying to like you know count the things that have been good and like all of that like i yeah. like that just a bit like they're like the line where it's like I know I'm introspective when I'm broken, but um I know
0: that I'm introspective when broken, but I've been spending, spending most my, of my nights, nights here
1: alone, and it doesn't, doesn't scare, scare me like, like, a like a it did ago.
0: a year ago. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Like I like that it's like the fact that it doesn't scare me as much as it did. Like he's not saying like it doesn't. It's like it's just better.
0: <laughs> that speak it is very much like that's a reference to the opening. So this is an album where they really tie in and do the lyrical yeah. theme, themes thing. But the opening track has, you know, uh, that doesn't scare me like it did seven months ago. And, you know, just kind of at this point, you're like, oh, it doesn't scare me like it did a year ago. And you're like, okay, a little bit of time has passed.
1: Right, there's this From
0: the opening song. Progression. That. That's cool. I like um, that. I also, I never got this, but there's also the bridge in the opening song is... Um, I spent the winter writing songs about getting better and and now I'm nothing is set in the winter time um, And the chorus is I put my life back together in silence while writing songs on Molly's guitar And I'm like, oh, that's him spending the winter writing songs about getting better
1: That's cool. I like that. I I like when like it It is like you said, it's like you're being rewarded for being a good listener
0: <laughs> That was yeah. a good way to put it Yeah, and I don't know the Wonder Years are my favorite band, you know, I I could talk about them for hours. Um, (laughs) I just spent $125 on Wonder Years merch yesterday. Um, Merry Christmas. (laughs) That's what I'm telling myself. (laughs) you will be here in January. (laughs) Um,
1: Um, I just bought band merch finally. Uh, I'll give a plug. Um, My friend Sam, his band finally released their first album after eight years of being together called, it's uh, Wild Love Tigress is the name of the band. It's on Spotify and it's... um,
0: Wild live love tigress or Wild tigers. Wild
1: love tigress. Okay. Like lady cool. tiger, and it's gonna... live from the proto apocalypse. I'm pretty sure is the name of it. I love
0: that title.
1: Uh, yeah, it's great. And his brother did the artwork for the album, and I got my T-shirt in the mail, so now I'm a real fan. Um, <laughs> but it was exciting. And that's my only plug.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna check this
2: out. I just yeah, it's good. It it's, Music.
1: it's cool because it's like I've. It's all people not the whole band isn't people I went to high school with, but the four main guys are. And it's cool because like I've seen them live. I saw them live when they were playing in our friends' basements. I've seen them live playing at like outdoor venues in Colorado. And so it's cool to like finally have like an album to hold on to.
0: Did they do a physical release for it?
1: They did. They were able to play a socially distanced show in Denver (sighs) a couple weeks ago.
0: I I meant like a record.
1: Oh, what do you mean? Oh, like a vinyl? Yeah. No, they did CDs. Okay. Which is cool. I have a CD. Which but is it's cool. good
0: that they got to do a socially distanced show. Yeah,
1: cause... which is cool. I mean, I think in Denver, people are trying to be more creative. I mean, now things are really bad there, so, you know, Yeah. it's not. But um, they were able to, which is good.
0: That's good. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going not... mean, to... I... You know, I'm going to hit... Do you have anything else you want to plug or say? Any honorable mentions? No, that's my only plug. Okay. Any honorable mentions?
1: Oh, for this list?
0: For this list.
1: Oh, I don't know, because if there were honorable mentions, they were in my head in May.
0: Right. I'm Uh, sure that I had them at some point, but now...
1: I mean, I think I've really covered, like, all my favorite bands in this um, roundup. I don't know. Maybe I would have added Taylor Swift in retrospect
0: i kind of think now that we've been talking about taylor swift i'm like ah, i should have put red
1: i want to um, put lover i think i love that song
0: it's so cute
2: i hate that song <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i have nothing like against it but like i don't i don't
2: here's
0: the thing it feels like taylor swift trying to write a song for weddings and I don't like songs that feel like they're songs for weddings.
1: I don't Does think I've ever sense? categorized a song into that, but now I'm going to think about that.
0: This is uh, a word in my music listening. This is coming from me who's ever been to two weddings in my
1: life. I mean, I think I've been to like maybe three, so.
0: Um, but yeah. But okay, I'm going to hit
2: stop. This has been a Lughole Podcast.